Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve. Sieges are for turds. Kuzich. Sieges are for turds. That's right. And today we are coming at you with our recap and discussion of the final episode of The Last Kingdom here in season five. Final Steve, episode. Final season. I, I don't know if I'm okay, man. This one brought the tears. Uh, you know, what we're going to do here is we're going to break this episode down. We're going to give a real, real brief spoiler free review, tell you our scores. I mean, how brief is it going to be, Steve? It's going to be so brief, you'll break all your toes. It's going to be mm. so quick. It's going to be that quick. <laughs> and then we're going to get into our spoiler discussion where we break down the, the moments, the character motivations, and everything about this episode here. We're going to give you our favorite moments, our favorite bro moments, favorite moments, favorite bro moments, um, and give you our thoughts about these scenes and the moments from this, the last episode here. But um, briefly, before we get to that, let's give you our score and our thoughts here. And, and it's like we were just saying before we realized we weren't recording. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, I love this episode, man. I loved it. You know, we, we talk about a lot in our podcast if you're someone who's a fan and follows us through like all of our talks or most of our big talks um things we're passionate about you know that we really were not satisfied in fact we hated the final season of game of thrones the way they ended it and same with the last jedi and and as we go on the more i think about just the sequel trilogy in general star wars and just how it's it's just a big old turd on on Star Wars and so those are all things we had really high expectations and for. those were our like if Game of Thrones would have delivered on what it had set up and promised and mm-hmm. that could have been my favorite show right that could have potentially it was it was, it was on its way to be it, for me yeah I would say up until like the, the last few seasons of Game of Thrones Last Kingdom was always def- definitely when I started watching Last Kingdom, that was my favorite show. So that made me nervous about The Last Kingdom here. It's yeah. like going in with we, you guys know, we had high expectations because of how good this show has been. And up to this point, too, there has been a sort of finality to the season. A yep. lot of people are dying off. Yeah. And a lot of big things are happening. It was kind of scary. Um, like, what are they going to do? And even though the movie has been announced, I think they said specifically this would wrap up the Uhtred storyline um, for The Last Kingdom. Something along those lines. So yeah. I was I was a little worried. I was excited about what the season could be. Um, and I think they delivered, man. I mean, like you said, like it was just it was so satisfying. Satisfying yeah. is the way I would describe this mm-hmm. episode. There were so many moments that I was just like, that's amazing. That's amazing. There's so many moments like that's emotional. Yes. You're killing me. You're, You're killing pulling me. my heartstrings. You're killing me. <laughs> You're just giving me everything I want. And it was just it was so satisfying. People get recognition characters get recognition that you you always wanted them to, to get recognition there's there's moments that you always want to happen yes. people that you want to die and 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 there's so many things that that happen and yeah. the thing is too it's still done in a sort of subverting way you know we'll, we'll get into here when we talk to spoilers real quick but yeah so, i mean i was just so satisfied and and it was amazing what and, do you give it out of 10 steve i know that the the committee might have an issue with this man but I'm going 11 out of dude, 10. Dude, don't do it, dude. That's, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know what? If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it too man. because this episode deserves it. 11 out of 10, especially because of the expectations it had to meet. Not only did it meet it, I would dare say it exceeded it. 11 out of 10 for me on this one, if the committee allows it. Because you know what? I think we all knew 
what the ending would be, but to do it in a way that I didn't expect to do it in ways that were still surprising and satisfying and satisfying was amazing. And you could get to point A to B, but unless there's some sort of other emotional connection to it, right? Like it's, it's not going to hit that mark. So no, no. So it had me tearing up a lot. It brought all the feels back. It brought almost, I feel like every feeling I've had since episode one, it brought all the nostalgia. John East directed this episode. Um, who is a Last Kingdom legend, by the way. Some of the Last Kingdom favorite episodes legend. were directed by him. Yes. So um, props to John East. And of course, the writers, too. The writers for the, the writers. show and, yeah. and all the cast and crew who went into working with on this. Let's just take a moment, acknowledge every single person who has like been involved in The Last Kingdom. Sure, I'll read the credits. So, um, so Alexander Drake. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> we've talked to a lot of guests. We've talked to cast. We've talked to crew. The, the, everybody it seems that's involved in the last kingdom whether you're the main actor or you're the one going to get coffee whatever it just seems like you, they all are top notch and they've given everything they got to produce just an almost perfect product i i have to say it's it's not perfect nothing's perfect but it is darn close and thank you to all of you who work so hard on this I, I hope we speak for so many of you fans too when we say thank you hell yeah so. Let's get into the spoiler talk here so Let's we can it. just start talking about these moments that I want to talk about here. Yes. Spoiler alert for all of The Last Kingdom here. So final episode of the final season, we are going to everything is free game everything. of The Last everything Kingdom. So if you haven't watched all of The Last Kingdom yet, fuck you. Yeah. Get what the heck, man? Show's name get- out your <laughs> fucking mouth. <laughs> so spoiler alert spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) we're sorry we started this recording once and we got to this point and we realized we weren't recording (laughs) so we're we're a little wound up here so Um, that's okay because it's the last episode it's the last episode so this is the last time you'll ever see us um just just, just kidding. <laughs> no 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 just let's, let's just get into let's get into the ending man oh um, man we have to talk so about satisfying. the ending first this was so satisfying for me obviously the rest of the episode is so cool i mean yeah there's the battles the, the there's some humorous moments there's some some bro moments battle is so unique if, if yeah. i would have changed anything anything that could have the one thing that could have made this a 12 or a 15 out of 10 for me is if there would have been a shield wall call and a three-tier shield wall lines up, and they go head-to-head with spears, axes, swords. I yeah. would have, I would have crapped my pants and died, though. So I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that because I think they know they would have killed me. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm hoping in the movie, <laughs> hoping in the movie, I'll yeah. be fine. Steve has two, a death like, wish. Two years from now, you kill me. That's fine. Steve so, has a death wish. <laughs> so it was amazing, right? I mean, so yeah. Ama- oh and so let's to the ending. Utrecht gets Bember, man. He gets Bember, baby. He gets Bember, baby. Bember, you know? baby. And like we said, like it, it could have been just like, oh, he's going to get Bember. And at one point I was like, well, he just killed Whitgar. The army's routed. He's got Bember. But there's a fire going and mm. just like, oh, my God. And the fact that they've been killing off mm. so many main people this season, too. I was just like, and people who are still alive in the books, too, are yeah. dead in the show. So even though Uhtred has Ben Burr in the books and I read the books and, mm-hmm. and I know he does. Um, I'm still just like, like, what the, f- like, are they going to say like, 
he doesn't need the fortress like yeah that member was always like, in him or Bevin's something in your heart members <laughs> in your heart kind of thing i was wondering that too when he comes out and bevenber's burning and it seems like oh he's got it now but now it's going to burn to the ground i yeah, was but like it's they're like, gonna but like the do journey was what was important journey I thought that for sure what was going to happen. And I was going to be so mad if they did that. I would have been I writing know. letters. I would I would have <laughs> one got of those people. Quill, and I would have got my quill and parchment out. Uh, <laughs> Hear the writers of the last kingdom, you twats. I <laughs> but they are not twats because what they did, and I have to say, I'm going to say it already. This was my moment of the episode. It was my favorite moment. Yeah. Maybe of the season. And, and I love this moment because it kind of is aligned with, with the last kingdom, how so many things could be interpreted as happening because of the gods, even though it was just rain. Uhtred comes out to see this Bebembers burning and Ethel stands there and he's like, come on with me. We got to get out of here. Like, let's go. And Uhtred's like, my destiny is to die in Bebember. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. And right after that, the clouds just start pouring. They douse out the rain. And it was so incredibly beautiful. It was That's all so, Thor was waiting for. It was so beautiful. Thor was just waiting for Uchid to be like, nope, I'm staying. And then he was like, all right, now let the rain go. Yeah. Yep. It was a beautiful freaking scene. There's there's a, the scene with Adre Uhtred when he's crying in the rain and he's like taking a kneel down. down. You see it in the trailer. And I thought like something bad was happening at that moment. But this was like tears of joy. Yes. Like he's finally met his goals, man. Like he's the music, the everything, man. And then like we like he gets recognition from Edward. Yeah. There's this amazing shot of everyone you love um, in the show. And then there's just him standing out on the ramparts mm-hmm. and they just start giving back flashbacks to all these great moments for Uhtred and from the show. Starting um, from his baptism in baptism. And it's, it's soon as the first oh. flashback hit where it, and it's like as soon as i see utra's head get dunked underwater by bianca i start getting teary-eyed man me too i, I was crying a bit when Uhtred in the rain i was crying when Uhtred like went to his knees and started sobbing in the rain i i, I didn't then i was like oh, i well I, on my second watch through i kind of did but on my first watch through i was just so relieved because i was i was worried i was i was i was so worried yeah. because i was like they're gonna I thought they were going to do like some the Bevan Bear was always in your heart. Uhtred, I thought was going to be like, I thought that's what was coming. So but... I was, I'm so glad. So I was just so relieved when that happened. He's just starts acting as the Lord member. Then he's like, yeah. he just starts walking around. Like... And you know, when Uhtred dies, it's like, Oh, well, obviously Odin and Thor just chose me for Bevan right there. You know, it's so cool. And the, just the flashbacks go and, and we get to see a lot of great moments, him and Brita. Um, him and Finn and Halleg, we see all of his past lovers, ah, including yeah. my girl Esau. Esau, my girl Gisela. Gisela Bay. You see Ragnar the Fearless and um, Ethelfled. Bianca, just everyone. Everyone is important. We get to Uhtred. see the, the moment with Alfred when Alfred finally recognizes mm. Uhtred um, for what he's done before he dies. Which, which was one of my favorite, like probably top five and my top five favorite moments of the entire show. So satisfying that moment. Yeah, so satisfying. So speaking of satisfying moments. So it was just so great with that ending and it just pans out. And in the last shot after Alfred um, and him are talking, that scene is is what you said before is when he gets lifted out of the water then. Yep. So it was so symbolic, right? Like 
Yeah. Here's all these trials and tribulations that he's had. He's had all these lovers die. He's had friends die. He's, he's had these emotional connections and, and bam, he gets lifted out of the water. Here he is a member. All of his hard work paid off. Like he did it the right way. And if you remember, yes. and, and one thing too, that like, I love too they they bring about like his conflict of Saxon and Dane too. And he has this awesome battle speech and how he uses mm. that. Mm. One of the reasons he, always stayed with the Saxons, even though they weren't appreciating him and they were being mean to him, they would misuse him, even though he right. would do all this stuff for him, is because he knew if he was with the Danes that he would never be the rightful Arab member. Um, right. It would always be if someone else killed him, they would be the ruler. If he was like on the Saxon side of things through Bember, he would just be a Dane puppet. He wouldn't be right. the true Lord. So he always wanted it rightfully by law, his Right. To be recognized as the rightful Lord, which he is, you know, along the way, like he's had all this shit happen, but here he is and he's, he's got it. And he did all the right stuff to do it. He just had a, he just had to wait a little bit and now he has it the right way. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think now it's more meaningful to him and, you know, he appreciates it more, right? Because like he's yeah. gone through all this shit. Yeah. It's really incredible just to see just see him achieve it i think we we all knew it was going to come but the writer still found a way to do it in a way that wasn't super like boring or predictable it still was like a, such an exciting episode to watch him do it and it just felt so well deserved for utrid it felt Damn. so well deserved for every reason you just said there's a sense of pride i feel like we get as the viewers when he he achieves it it's mm -hmm. weird. Like when he's standing up there looking and remembering all that stuff. Yeah. Like we're all living that too, because we watch the show and, and he's watching the reruns on a giant screen <laughs> out in the ocean and we're watching. the rerun. <laughs> no, but like we can, we can feel, you know, we can never feel what Uchard's feeling because he lives in, you know, but we, we, we were living it with him and is so well done how they filmed it with the flashbacks. I love it. I freaking love it and i can't say it enough the ending was great yeah let's let's back it up here now let's yeah, start let's going through it. the episode it starts off like we said ethelstan just went out and said we're gonna mess you guys up unless you surrender and uh wickgar's guy there i think his name yaya or something and he like takes the crossbow and shoots at his feet and Ethelstan's like i'll take that as a warning rides back and he's basically like yeah they're not gonna listen to us so we're, we're gonna have to act here and wickgar at that point is like, oh, well, let's go get Elfwin and show them Elfwin. Mm -hmm. At the time, they are um, trying to set up, Ethel Helm is trying to set up the marriage to happen mm -hmm. between Elfwin and Constantine because he's like, let's get this done. So like my plan yeah. in gets start getting in motion that Elfweird will be king and all this right, stuff. Right. And so he wants that to happen real quick. So he's got her down there. When Whitgard comes in, he's like, well, the, there's an army outside. Let's get her somewhere safe. I'll take her somewhere yeah. safe. And he's like, yeah, sure. Go take her somewhere safe. You know, let's right. ma marriage can wait. Let's do the fighting. But then right. he takes her out to the ramparts then to show her off and basically like use her as a threat. And he even like says like, put a knife to her throat. Um, yeah. And, and, and his guy is kind of like, um, okay. <laughs> I think his guy gives me some vibes. Like he's got, he's, he's kind of cool. Yeah. I think he's a good and dude. I think he um, is a good dude, but he's just on the wrong side of it yeah um but he does he puts the knife to her throat and utrid's just like well let's not have her have all the fun let's put a knife to your throat too yes 
This is awesome. Uchra just sneaks out of nowhere. Um, just been waiting to pounce on Whitgard. Waiting to pounce on him. And so um, his man lets her go because he has uh, Whitgar. But then Whitgar elbows Uhtred, knocking free his helmet. This creates some distance, as he yeah. should. And so Uhtred is just on the run now. Yeah, and I like this too because Uhtred was a bit distracted and Whitgar used that opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Like Uhtred was kind of looking at Elfwin getting away. Mm-hmm. And, and so otherwise I was like, there's no way Whitgar gets out of that, you know? Yeah. But it, but it made sense. And, and thankfully, yeah. Uhtred had watched The Dark Knight um, with the guy and he didn't say, let her go. And the guy th- drops her off. The- Poor choice of words. <laughs> no, he said, release her. And, and Wickard tells the guy let her, you know, to let her go. Hmm. And Uhtred just starts going. And I, and I, I love this too. Yeah. This, like he just run through Ben Burnow and he yeah. ends up running into uh, Finnan and Citric who had, if you remember, they were mm-hmm. in prison, mm-hmm. but they ended up breaking yeah, free. Yeah, this is an awesome scene. They had like a, I think a hidden knife or something. In the right? boot, yeah. And it was like, and it was so quick. Like as soon as they were like locked in and put a, like left alone, like they were just like, kill, kill, out. You know, like, remember last episode they're like we have a plan if we get caught we'll just and kill them and leave <laughs> we're just gonna take the knife boot the boot the, the knife and the boot the old boot knife <laughs> there's a couple cool like throat stabs from citric like mm. this is a sweet scene so yeah they they pull utrid aside hillard is also has his comment and it's yeah. funny too because they're like all right well the the good thing is lord they don't know you're here and like immediately Whitgar's yeah. like Utra! <laughs> And Hild's like, is there someone else named Uhtred? Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> is is that a different else? Uhtred? Is that a different Uhtred? That was hilarious. Ava Berthus coming in with the humor. Uh, I love Hild it. Hild is bay. Uh, Hild is bay. Hild is bay. They also mention Heston, and they say how he died. And Uhtred's like, well, that's that's going to be worthy of Valhalla. Now he's Heston, gone to Valhalla. He's going to go to Valhalla now for doing that. That's awesome. And while this is you know going down, they then cut and Edward has started storming the castle mm-hmm. or the fortress. It's not a castle. And Johnny's directed this episode. Johnny's directed this episode. He he did one of our favorite battles of all time, which is Battle of Dunholm. Yes. In season, season two. two. Episode, episode four. Episode four. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're not nerds or anything. No. And it had so many components. And the, what I'll say is Dunholm. <laughs> yes. This I mean, battle had a lot of the same things as Dunholm, siege, which is but, super cool. Yeah. A lot of really cool stuff. But it was, you know, shield turtle with a battering ram. Yeah. It was the the archers would open the shield and shoot just like in the other battle. And they Some like hot, oil, pour, was hot oil with with fire. It did reuse a couple things. It did reuse a few things. Still but amazing, then, though. There's only so many ways you can storm a fortress, though, too, right? Like, there's only, but like, it definitely, it felt like, like Dunholm when I recognized it as the battle, right? So, right. But I mean, that's not where the battle ends, though, because Constantine is like, oh, so you're saying his one of Edward's weaknesses is, you know, he's prideful or like he's a yeah. little, he's a little headstrong. He's like, all right, well, open the sea gate. And if you remember, the sea gate is yes. where the boys broke in back in season four. They they used like some old planks and stuff to make a lever system mm-hmm. to break mm-hmm. in. And that's that's how they escaped too, in season four, episode three, um, when they right. escaped. <laughs> right. And so he's like, open that up and let anyone who doesn't want to fight, let them go. And right. they so people start pouring out 
And so that then tells the Saxons that people are in retreat. Yeah. Make Edward think that he's winning. Yeah. And then he um, even has, he says like, let's take the men off the ramparts. Let's even take them down. So it looks like, and, like we're running away. And Ethelhelm this whole time is like, let's just prepare for a siege. We have the preparations and there's just so many awesome lines from Constantine. Constantine First, he's like to sit animal. and wait, to sit and wait. It's not in my blood. Ethelhelm says one more thing to try to convince him. And he's to, to just take a siege. And he's like, sieges are for turds. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. Sieges are for turds. And, and later then, so they, they have their men going. And but, Constantine is right up front. And he's getting ready for the battle. Um, arrows are coming down, though. And it's funny because, again, like he can kind of like, he tells Ethelhelm earlier, too. He's like, I didn't take you for a coward. Yeah. And then later, after the arrows start falling, and because the, the men have left the ramparts, Ethelhelm's like, Elfward, let's go yeah. higher up so we can preside over the victory. And yeah. in Constantine, he doesn't say anything. He just he looks, looks back down. He's like, you bitch. You piece of weasel shit. You piece of weasel shit. Constantine is such a season uh, one or two character, man. I, I, I know. Love it. But he's I also fresh it. and unique. Like, he yes. does have glimpses of that. But he's also his own thing, which is so cool. Now, when they were talking about, like, you know, sieges are for turds and they're arguing about that. And Constantine kind of says the plan. Uhtred and the boys and Hild, they're up in the rafters listening to this. Mm -hmm. And Hild and they see Elfwin in the rafters like across the way. And Uhtred's basically like, we'll, we'll set a distraction so you can get her to Pure League. Because, you know, this was the plan to come and get Elfwin and take her out by uh, the boat. Take her out by the boat. And Pure League's a getaway driver, remember? Mm -hmm. Getaway driver. He hands Hild a sword. Don't even, don't even. <laughs> he hands Hild a sword and he's like, I know you never wanted to touch this again. Remember, she was the warrior nun back in season two. She was two. the warrior nun. Um, Who was also at Dunholm, by the way. She had fought at Dunholm. Yeah. John East directed. Yeah. He says, it breaks my heart that, to drag you through this fight. And she basically says, you know, God is not cruel. To, to him mm -hmm. and so it's, it's and she tells awesome. him to fight too she's like fight she's like, fight fight fucking yes hill <laughs> yeah. so speaking of fighting he'll makes way with elf win yes and of and, course they encounter a guard yeah and this guard is just like i'm gonna test the nun and it's just like come on stupid guard like yeah. haven't you seen any of the show like did you miss season two yeah he has he gets like the first hit on her too but she's reluctant because to right. her, violence is a sin, right? What kind of made her want to learn to fight um, was that she was raped by a Dane back in season one. Yeah. And so she had kind of felt like she had then lost her values, her, her vows rather, yeah. as a nun. So she's like, well, I'll be a warrior because I want to, I don't want to feel vulnerable anymore. I want to be able to right. do that. And, but eventually, though, she kind of was like, well, I kind of want to go back to doing that. Like, I don't want to be a warrior. I don't want to kill people. I feel that as a sin. Right. So. Right. So that's, she was reluctant to fight this guy, but she ends up killing him all the same. <laughs> that muscle memory, baby, that muscle memory. Hild still got it. Mm -hmm. She like, she looks like, like you said, she's reluctant, but then once she snaps in, she, I don't know if she hamstrings him or gets his ankle first or something. She might even like quadricep yeah. him. She might get like quadricep muscle. Yeah. So. But it's a, it's a slick move by Ava Berthus by Hild. 
you know, and then she gives him the chance and she's like, please. Yeah, the sword's down. She's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. I'm warning like, you. I'm going to do it. And she just. <laughs> awesome shot of her just slicing the dude. Yeah. And she asked him nicely. You know what I mean? So she's like, God, I asked him. And then um, we also see then all the men the, that Constantine had said, let them out Seagate. They all just come running by. And they looked um, like they were a lot of Wickgar's guys. Yeah. Too. And I think he even says that after he's like, a lot of my men are fleeing from the gate. And Constantine's like, good, less men to to protect, <laughs> you know, all working into his plan. And I love yeah, just so, Constantine's just so calm and matter of fact, like, yeah, yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah, yep, whatever. Yep. And these aren't problems. These uh, are not problems. I know. She ends up escaping, though. They escape. Elf, Elfwin and Hild escape. It, but there's, yeah, but like you said, there's that moment and Hild's holding the sword like she should fight. But they all just run past her because they're all scared. <laughs> it's awesome. And they get away. But also when they're in the rafters listening, Uhtred, Finnan, and Citric were sort of like, Edward wouldn't fall for this, right? He wouldn't yeah. fall for seeing the men leave and then and then attack. Then they like look at each other like, oh, crap. He lost Winchester. Um, <laughs> you know. And so they're worried. And, and I was, I was kind of like, this does seem a little dumb, but I mean, let, and let me just say this. So he does, they see, and they see the men are leaving the ramparts and Althelm tells them that people are leaving at the sea gate. And he's like, we're beating them back. But it's just like, you haven't even broken down the door yet. Like, why do you think no. you're beating them back? They might also think they're like, we do have a very large army and maybe they think reinforcements aren't coming. So yeah, like, well, they're trying to figure it out too, because it doesn't really make sense to them. And they're like, oh, well, maybe Uhtred took, took yeah, charge inside. Ethelstan's yeah. like, Uhtred oh, took it. A young Uhtred's like, no, like <laughs> we couldn't take it when we had more guys when I was there. There's no way he could take it now. Yeah. But they're like, something must have changed inside. They're running away. And and Edward's basically like, well, let's go take an empty fortress. So if the, you know, if another army arrives that will fight with the fortress in his mind, mm-hmm. young Uhtred is like, no, this is dumb. Like they're, they're just, this could be a trap. I mean, young Uhtred's right, but yeah. I like Edward's reaction to him. He's basically like, get out of here. Like, I need men who are going to stand with me, not you, you know? Yeah. Again, you could be like, why is Edwards doing the wrong thing? But like, I can also see if I was him, I'm just like, I have the large army. Maybe they think reinforcements aren't coming. And, yeah, you know, like we are still killing some of them with arrows. It's only a matter of time before we break down the doors. Maybe they are running away. Like he and starts going. And, and I, I, I love too, like what you said, what he said to young Uhtred, because it was just so concise too. He's like, yeah. you are not a warrior. Get out of my face. Get to the back of the line. You know, like I need men yeah. who are with me. If you, like, it's basically like if you're not going to, you know, believe in what I'm doing, get out of here. Yeah. You know, get and young Uhtred does kind of leave. He goes the other way. By the way, a little bit back to the siege when they're like charging. There's a couple awesome moments. I love battles where like they're charging a castle or a fortress. Mm-hmm. Like like Lord of the Rings has some of the best ever. You know, you've got some, you know, Game of Thrones. This one was pretty awesome. Like Battle of Dunholm was awesome. And yes, it did it to recycle some of the same stuff. Yes, but it was still amazing. And like and they different. have the the hot oil that goes down and, you know, Wickgar's guy is up there. Somebody gets shot with arrows. Like, come on, come somebody fill in for this guy real quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They throw a Molotov cocktails down mm-hmm. and set on fire. There's and an awesome a shot guy, like a guy going on a spike. Yeah. Oh, that was very oh. different for The Last Kingdom. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'd never seen that in the show before. So I'm just, just getting spiked, just spiked. I love that kind of stuff. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, let, let, yeah it was still sweet. Also, no. too, 
the arrows. Yeah, the, the arrows. Arrows really real, like huh? were going right by the camera, you know. And obviously it was probably added later, but like it was so like made you watching it kind of want to like Yeah, like later on too when Utrid is like trying to tell them yeah. not to come in. And then when the arrows are coming over, because there's no men on the ramparts anymore, so they're just flying into the yard. Like they just yeah. felt so dangerous and like it felt like you were there like like it felt like no. you could like get hit by an arrow you just I sitting know. there watching it that, yeah that's just like going really right by the camera lens is so cool yeah Utra, thank that. god they're stormtroopers they didn't hit anything <laughs> no i'm just kidding Utra, like dodges at matrix style later it was crazy and he like got back out again and <laughs> you know there was also there was some like dude who was like he was like coming from the back and like running up to the front with a shield that they were following every now. Do you, I don't know yes. if you picked up on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Like, who is this champion of men who yes. was just running through the arrows? <laughs> they never show him. I was like, yeah, what is? I remember like, that. There was that one stormtrooper ends up fighting Finn in uh, yeah. episode seven. I thought I was like, I was like, is this gonna be like that Wessex guy? Like, he's gonna be like, yes, traitor, and and just. And I thought it was literally gonna be him. Like, he gets on the end of the the log and just like pushes it once and breaks it down and like <laughs> then he's the one who takes bember like i was like is this guy gonna do it that would have been guy? a twist that would have been a twist as edward has decided to get off the horses and start charging in they're walking up and i love this charge by the scots coming out of the trees and just running like madmen mm -hmm. this was cool they they looked so pissed off i don't know just so energetic just yeah that's what like the, the scots felt so explosive is what yeah, i explosive is a good word just like like they do plyometrics is like is how yeah. it's described describe. because then on that end the scots come and they're just going nuts and then we see my one of my favorite scenes mm. from the from the season from maybe the whole show we talked to Rod Hallett, who, you know, he's a very calm, nice guy, but man, King Constantine, he comes up, he takes a kneel down with the sword. Don't even give me that. Just... Like he's getting hyped up for like a game of, or something like the big game, man, is what it feels like. Yes. Like, like he's just like a caged animal about to be released on them. Yeah. And that's what it feels like when he comes out. I know. He says that when we talk to him too, he's like sort of that mental visualization that an athlete might do before the game takes the breath it, it, and then the doors open and he just, and, and here's what I love about him. He's the King and he's the first one out the door. He's the first one charging, you know, his men are behind him and you know, other Kings are going to sit on the horse and let the other men go. Not him. He's not going to let them have all the fun. He goes, dude. And it's it's so explosive, like we said, it's like explosive. but the Scots from the rear charging his his nephew, who is leading the charge on the other side, uh, King Constantine's nephew. And then King Constantine just comes out like, bam, just I mean, like shield go sword go bam, bam, bam. Guy, kicks guys, guy. guys are just getting trucked by King it's Constantine. It's not like finesse. It's not like he's spinning like Uhtred and diving. It's just raw and it's just. He's a bull. He's going to go through and he's going to take everyone out on his way. And it's amazing. That's why it I just like felt like he was like the windshield wiper on like the, the, like the last bit of rain you have on your windshield. Like he was just, oh, yeah. and just like oh, yeah. scraping oh, it off. It's amazing. So by the way, in between that, when the, the Scots came running out of the woods, 
So the guys are turning around. Aldhelm yells shield wall twice, actually, in this. Uh, he yells it again later once they're shield wall call. Aldhelm. Yeah, shield wall call. So if you it's remember, not- we yeah. had our shield wall call on the podcast with James Northcote, who plays Aldhelm, yeah. which was one of my favorite moments from, from our show. He placed us as Saxons. And we've practiced since then. And if we ever talk to him again, <laughs> we'll see if that changes. <laughs> so that was awesome. And it's it's a little too late, though, for them to form an efficient shield wall because because the Scots have totally surprised them. Because even though they're sprinting, they're sprinting pretty quietly and <laughs> they don't turn around for a while. Well, I mean, they were before. all like honed in on them. Oh, yeah. Right? They're focused. Honed yeah. in. This is a they huge were, surprise. Yeah. So, I mean, and Bember is a cliffside fortress. So, I mean, those men are already sort of start push them in that direction. And then Constantine's men come oh, in yeah. from the other direction. And they just start pushing them towards the edge. And I didn't realize from the trailer that we're, we were seeing the men of Wessex no. and Mercy. I didn't I, I didn't realize it was the Saxon. I thought maybe it might have just been like men of Bebenber fighting Scots, sort of like the beginning of season four. I didn't know if it was going to be that significant. That's what battle. I thought, too. I, I thought it might even like like at the beginning of season four. Yeah, like what you're saying. Or yeah. or even I was like, is that maybe a clip from Uhtred pushing off like yeah. Whitgar's men off the edge or something? Yeah, maybe yeah. something like that. So I thought this was a pretty sweet twist that it's the our guys are like on this cliff getting 300 right now. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Constantine literally yells, push him off the cliff like in, in 300. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. You stole it from me. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> but it's so sweet to I mean, he's like, push him off the cliffs and yeah. they start going and guys are just. Ah! And, and it's There's- so feels so raw like just watching them fight for their lives to stay there they show some shots of guys landing on the rocks and exploding like water balloons <laughs> filled with blood yeah <laughs> just just like uh staff's head you know just <laughs> so this was so intense because we got edward and ethelstan who are like getting closer and closer to the edge and they're just getting pushed and pushed. Aldhelm gets trampled. Yeah. I mean, if we don't get to talk to James Northcote, it's because he's he's done for. <laughs> I thought this was the end of Aldhelm. I thought right here. I thought he died too. And I was like, because Canliff, who like he's like screaming Aldhelm, and I'm just like, oh man, he's dead. Like he I thought he was dead. Yeah. While this is happening, and we may have forgot to mention last episode that Aleswith had gone to get Steora. Yes. And Steora does show up in the woods, but she sees the way the, the battle's going. So she, she starts to turn back. Away. And Uhtred saw her, yeah. and he just rides to her immediately. Now, I have to admit, when I was first watching this, I was kind of like, you know, Uhtred goes and he tries to convince them to join the fight. And Stara's like, no, like, it's just a lost battle. Like, it doesn't make sense. And Uhtred has an amazing speech. I, when I was first watching, I felt the timing of this was like, they're already going to be pushed off a cliff by the time you guys make a decision. <laughs> yeah. That's but, why I was like, this, this is so like, they were already off the cliffs. Like there was already, you know, um, guys going but, over the edge and it's like, they ride out. They have a, a, a long uh, conversation. Yeah. They have a motivational speech and then they have to ride back, you know? Yeah. But I've come to terms with it because I think that's not, I don't think it's all happening at the same times. I think, 
I think, I think their Uhtred would have left a little earlier than we thought he did. And yeah, I think it was more just edited that way for urgency in the show. Yes. And, and, and I think like, like by the time Edward and Ethelstan are seemingly getting close, even though like Uhtred might still be having the conversation at that point, in reality, he's probably already on his way running. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can buy into it. I had that, that little bit of gripe at the beginning after rewatching it again. Um, I no longer have that gripe, but while I was watching it, I was like, stop talking and <laughs> go get them. Like yeah. the, the battle. I love it. Um, and then this speech is just so perfect because it just makes everything that was set up early in the show with all this Saxon and Dane, yes. you know, what was the point of him doing this? And, and it all comes into use here because now he pulls out his Mjolnir necklace that Ragnar gave him. Yeah. He gives he gives a good TLK plot summary. <laughs> He's like, I was born a Saxon, but I was raised a day. Yeah, literally, literally the 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 old intros that were like back in season <laughs> one before each episode. I am yeah. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. I was born a Saxon, but raised by Danes. <laughs> like, and that's what it, I think that was an homage, though, to that. Oh, I think yeah. his speech was definitely an homage to that. I mean, I think so. And I'm that, okay with that. That I, I love it. I loved it. And he's like, if we take these lands, we'll be taking them for Saxons and Danes. And he's for like, Danes. Do it for what your forebears came here for, for the reason they risked their lives to cross the seas to make a homeland. And I think that's the line that may have gotten them. And he's like, you have my word as a Saxon and as a Dane. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I was hyped. Yes. Yes. I was hyped. And, and the reason why I think I know the timing is different, because it's like, as soon as he's done having that speech, you saw them sprinting mm -hmm. behind the Scots who are pushing Edward and his men off the cliff. And just like the Scots had an awesome charge, this was an awesome this running charge. The most, this was an amazing charge. I mean, this mm -hmm. was so good. And I think every, like, I remember the one guy that like turns around, like, he's like, yeah, let's, we're winning, push him off the cliffs. And he's <laughs> like, but he's like, I'm safe here in the back. So like, I'm a part of this victory, but like, like, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to get hurt by the, like the last like survivors who are trying to fight for their lives. <laughs> and he just turns around and sees Uhtred, Vinin, <laughs> Citric, He's Ciora, like, Come on. all sprinting, and like honestly, too, like this is you can tell, like this is the moment, like, like Sick. obviously John East like told him, like this is the charge, like you have this to bring everything to this charge. So this I mean, like this the guy, last minute of the game, yeah, this is when you leave everything on the court, and this guy turns around and sees that, and he's just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then Utra just drop kicks him. He just drop kicks him. <laughs> like the whole front, the whole front line of Utra's charge, they all leave their feet. If you go back and watch this, like oh, yeah. everyone leaves their feet and just like drop kicks and like slice, like just a whole row of like stuntmen. Oh like we're God. just like we're not ready for Alexander. <laughs> like let's make this natural. Let's attack. Let's just. Like, I don't know how else they did it. Like, they were oh all drop kicking into people. Like, every like Finnan, Uhtred, Steora, oh. everyone was leaving their feet. This was a moment yes. where I was just, 
I was having like just an amazing orgasm just Me watching too. this. I'm going nuts <laughs> watching this. I'm going nuts watching this. Oh and, my god! And the beats that they have, Citrix got amazing oh, beats. So good. Finnan uses a dude as a shield <laughs> and as a weapon. Did you oh see that? Oh my god, that was amazing! And then he cuts off a guy's arm and uses his weapon. Yes, that was amazing. And, <laughs> and Uhtred, Uhtred's having amazing beats. Uhtred goes, Odin favors us. Like, yes. like from Assassin's Creed yes. Valhalla uh, yes. with Eivor when he's like, Odin is with us in, in the yes. trailer. Uhtred does that. And he's leading amazing. Danes too, which is so cool. Walland has a couple shot cool beats. Him just crouched with the sword and yes. just this battle behind him and just like, Odin favors. Oh my God. God, it's that too was much. amazing. You guys have, they just outdid themselves here. That was amazing. It's so amazing. And and Walland, who we just met this season, he had a few ah. lines, but uh, he was very likable. He gets skewered. By he, gets, uh, he gets speared right through the stomach, but he still kills a dude after he gets skewered. Yeah. Which was awesome. And now Constantine, who, you know, had this thing on lock. Mm. And he was at the front pushing the guys off the cliff, has turned around. He started fighting and he sees it's a loss now. But as a good king does, he doesn't like pout. He doesn't get up all upset. He's like, okay, what do I do now? He's like, burn Bebenber because we don't want this fortress on our thing. And he's like, take prisoners. And I'm like, he's, a, you know, he's losing, but he's still making smart moves. And so that's when the guy goes with a torch and starts lighting Bebember, which is completely made out of wood. And Uhtred also sees that like people are being taken and he sees Cainleth being taken. He, he tries to save him, but he like loses him in the battle. He tells Citric and Pure League also comes up and he's oh, like, yeah, how Pure can League I give you this up. victory? He's yeah. like, how can I give you this victory, Lord? Yeah. He's like, take, and, they're taking hostages. Take that guy right there. That's their yeah. Commander. He's the, he's the commander. Take him. And that later is important. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Ethel stands also out fighting. He's having some good beats. Oh my uh, gosh. Once they once they charge to, it still takes a little bit. They're still fighting for a while. Yeah. Um, and the, the guys are still like on the cliffs. But in after a while, after they're like, Well, we have to deal with the 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 force in the back now. When they turn around and they all the men like just it's like a wave then of the men like who like survived off the cliffs, they just turn and Edward and Ethelstan's charge out. Yes. Oh my God, was it amazing? Mm -hmm. Just like the scream. Amazing. Just like like the yes, we're not gonna die on the cliffs. No. And we're gonna <laughs> just kick ass. <laughs> <Hooray>! <laughs> oh my awesome. God. And, and there's a moment too when Edward gets knocked down and Finnan is a like tall, Lord King, a tall freaking oh, dude too. Yeah. Yes. This is a big man. Big dude. It was awesome. The battle was awesome out here in the field. Bro moment to to Uhtred for like picking Finnan up after Finnan's yes. drop kick takedown. You know, he was he was one of the people. This is why you shouldn't leave your feet in a game, you yes. know, people, because then your your balance is off. We're not all cats. So exactly. Um, you know, but he helps him up. Bro moment yeah. there. And then also, like you were saying, bro moment for Finnan for helping out yeah. Edward, King Edward after. That tall dude just knocks him down. Awesome moments. So many good beats. I got to rewatch this again and again. I've already watched it a few times, but like, it's so epic. They they outdid themselves. And Uhtred looks up at Bevember now because he's winning. Scots are retreating and he sees Witgar is up there and he's like, it's time, baby. Yeah, it Whitgar is time. 
and his friend are like on the ramparts because the the guys who come to burn down the fortress they're shooting them down they're trying because yeah. they're like we right. want to keep the fortress keep the <laughs> fortress and i love how they still have the crossbows that was a thing you know Wickar sort of brought the crossbow i guess yeah. um, his travels you know and they they're using the crossbows they're using it a lot they were using it during the siege mm-hmm. um the men in Bevenber, so that was cool. But yeah, Uhtred when he's like, "It's time to take Bevenber," you know he that first sentence. <laughs> That's what he's. It is time, baby, and so he sprints in to Bevenber, and behind him we see Ethelstan who's fighting, and he sees Uhtred running in. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna follow him. I'm gonna go make sure he's not fighting alone. Make sure he's not fighting alone." And Uhtred goes in, and Wickgar is in the courtyard. Excuse me. And this was like a kind of a video game boss moment, I thought. Yes. I don't know yes, if you thought about that too. No, for real. Yeah, because Wickgar is like um, he's not a fool, you know, Wickgar. He's like, Uhtred's like, you're afraid to fight me. And he's like, Yeah, uh, of course I'm afraid to fight you. There's five seasons of you beating everyone. Yeah. Why? <laughs> a sword. It's like, obviously, I'm afraid to fight you. And he's like, but guess what? You got to face four bosses at one time and three big dudes, including Wickgar's right hand man. Like, just their entrance, how they come out is like just right out of the game, door, video game esque. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like um, when you're fighting the boss and you're like, you start to beat him, like his health is halfway down. I know. And then all of a sudden he releases all these other, like, like other stormtroopers or other like mini characters that you have to fight. And he's still throwing stuff at you from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still fighting the other guys. Like, ah! <laughs> That's what it was like. But Uhtred just houses them all though. Gar's like, what guys? Oh, Uhtred's coming. You guys hide in here. Come out when I give you the signal. <laughs> Uhtred just starts slicing and dicing these three dudes. And then Wickgar comes oh. in at one point. It's still nothing for him. It's nothing. He kills Wickgar's right-hand man. Um, pretty cool kill. Yeah, and I, I have to say, this character, like, he was a cool guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, he was on the wrong side. He was but... on the wrong side, but I think he's a cool dude. Yeah, I feel like in another world, he maybe he could have worked for Uhtred. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. He didn't seem to, like, be on board on with, like, all, like, the kind of shitty stuff Wickgar was doing, you know? Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention a moment, too, with that guy. Earlier with Constantine... Uh-huh. When he was trying to tell the men to come back, and Wickar's like, "No, like let's just stay." Constantine goes to the, um, I think his name's Yaya. It's we'll like spelled Y A, Y A H Y A. Yeah, I don't ever hear his name spoken. He's like, "You're his man, but he's my man." Go, <laughs> love it. Constantine just laying down the law. Yeah, and so concise. So concise. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's so badass. But yeah, Uhtred kills him. He runs in. Ethelstan shows up. Like we said, he was following Uhtred. And he ends up coming in. He doesn't know where Uhtred went, though. And he ends up running into Ethelhelm, who he corners. And when he threatens to kill him, Elfweird pops around the corner. Mm-hmm. He says, well, I'd have to fight you if you did yeah. that. And I love this part because Elfweird's kind of like knows he has no shot at fighting <laughs> Ethelstan. And he's like, right after he says, like, I'll fight you, he's like, just please don't do it. <laughs> it was literally like Ethelstan was trained by Uhtred and he's been out in a battle. I'm sorry, Elford, but you're bowl cut and you've been hiding with grandpa all, all season here. Well, like, Elford knows it though. He knows yeah. it. That's why he's like, please, please don't do it. <laughs> Just but, but don't, you know, but pretty brave of Elford though, to do that, knowing yeah. that 
you know? So, and from his point of view, like he thinks his grandpa is helping him out. He's not a bad character. Yeah. He's, he's actually kind of, I feel bad for him. He, me too, dude. He's a son too. of a King. He didn't do anything wrong. He thinks he is supposed to be the rightful heir and he doesn't he understand be. why he's not looked at as that. He doesn't know why his dad neglects him. No. So naturally he turns to his grandfather who seems to like do anything for him. And he didn't know his grandpa was d- killed his mom. He didn't know all that. And, and two, this is what Elphilstan. Grandpap, I think he loves Elfweird, but in reality, he just he wants his legacy to be yeah. the ruler. Is the thing like he wants to be connected to the ruler by that name, right? Totally. So that, so that totally. when people are like, "Well, and the grandfather of King Elfweird was, of course, Ethelhelm," yeah, you know, like that's what he sees as important, not mm-hmm. necessarily Ethel Elfweird. Yes. I yeah, got Elfweird. there. It took me a bit to get back there. I like this moment a lot because 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 Ethelm kills himself. It was great. Well, yeah, yeah. But before that, Ethel stands basically like tell him the worst of it. Tell him the truth. Confess your your sins and you'll live. And he keeps like saying no. And Ethel stand is basically like he had your mom killed. And Elfwood's like, is there any truth to this? And he's like, there's not. But eventually, eventually, Ethelhelm breaks and he's like. It was a mistake. Like it was an accident. She was not supposed to be there. It was a tragedy. And Aylford's like, holy crap. Like he turns his back, he drops the sword and he's like, do what you will with him. This was a little heartbreak. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like you don't really feel, I feel bad for Ethelhelm in that sense. Like I, one... I guess. Yeah, I really don't. But like at the same, cause like he did one, he killed his daughter. I mean, did he specifically say it? No. But then, like, then he was lying to Ethel Elfweird, like, trying to make it seem like his dad did it. You know, like, there was no yeah, reason to do that. Blaming. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and he's just been a conniving dick the whole time. So, yeah. you know, he poisoned Ellsworth and so many, so many things. So, I don't know. It was still, it was still, it was an emotional moment, though. Yeah. It was surprising. He just, like, yanks on his own hair and just throws a knife up into his own neck, you know? I- I was so efficient that I wanted to say, you've done this before, <laughs> but for some reason, I don't think he'd had done that before. And I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. So by the way, Adrian Schiller, we've said it almost every episode. Bravo. I, he's got to win something this in this Arsling's award this year. I think, I, I hope, hope the, the committee, committee reckon, I hope they recognize him because if he doesn't, it's not our fault, it's but our fault would be the committee. <laughs> so get mad at them. He's always been a really good actor. He's always been fun to watch on screen, but to to step it up like he did this season, he deserves so much credit. He deserves so much credit. Yeah. That's when Ethelstan after that said, you know, now you get to live because you told him, but now you have to face the agony you caused. So we see then uh, Uhtred is running down Whitgar then. He's trying to find him, and this is like a scary movie, the way Whitgar appears in the dark. But Uhtred doesn't fall for it. I mean, he's Uhtred. Yep. He, he just snags Wittgar, um like a wet paper bag. And, and he makes a very nice centerpiece for his new new table <laughs> in his hall. <laughs> and this was another moment, too. I was a little worried because um, with the Brita, obviously Brita is a different character right. to Uhtred than Wittgar is to Uhtred for the right. relationship. But I was a little worried. I was like, are they going to stick with this redemption sort of stuff that this show has been playing with? Um, because the, the guy... He pins him up and he's like, who is the true Lord of Ember? And I just, I love that moment. But then yeah. it was like, 
but yeah, go ahead and kill me. Just like, like this is like a Darth Sidious moment here. He's like, just like, yeah. like my father killed yours or tried to kill you, <laughs> and, and, and I your killed son my is, father. And your, your son will kill you. Yeah, your son will kill you. And that's like, your destiny. Like, that is the legacy. And it's your destiny, he says. And Utra's like, no, it is not. And just it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then just right on whatever was sticking up in the table. It was like, like what well, a thing you stick a candle on. I don't know. It was <laughs> pointy. Way it was pointy too pointy. I bet you when the so, craftsman was making that, the, like the blacksmith, like someone was like, don't you think that's a little sharp for just to have put candles on? The guy's like, no. No. He's like, what would a someone falls on? He's like, who would fall on top of a f- table on top of a candle? <laughs> How would that happen? <laughs> and and now he got sued because he did not put a warning label on the stick. You know? Yeah. So don't um, throw don't throw <laughs> other potential lords warning. over balconies <laughs> onto. Warning could get skewered if fallen on from <laughs> large height. If tossed off balcony, I think all the new ones he makes though do say it on them. I think all the new ones though. after this, yeah, they have to. Otherwise, he's gonna keep getting sued, dude. Yeah. So I mean, same with those spikes that the guy fell on. <laughs> okay, we're getting stupid. We're, we're already stupid. stupid. We've been stupid a long time. But here now, comes. Uh, I, I think did we already talk about it? Your favorite moment here. Um, yeah. So after that then. is when he goes out and everything's on fire, and it's just that beautiful moment. It was amazing. He's like, I'm just gonna die at Bevenberg. Ethel stands like, no, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? And it's like, it's my destiny, you know? The and comes. the rain, it's beautiful. I mentioned it's it already, but like, so great. I love that happened like that because it's like the gods came in and decided for to Uhtred, where there's so many times in the show where it's been like that. And we're just saying, oh, it's just happened to rain. We've said like, it's like lucky. when Edward was, was he cured by Esalt and Uhtred? Or was it just because if you remember, Esalt was also making actually healthy food for everyone while they were there exactly like and when Uhtred was sick um was it that Brita cured the curse from Skade or was it because he got to a place where he was warm and he was able to eat food and rest yeah. instead of just riding around in the tundra with an with an open wound you know so yeah. um yeah there's so many moments that they make you question is this the gods or god or this is natural and i love that they leave it like that they don't do like vikings does where they're like odin showed up this time or (laughs) odin's here odin's a character now or then sometimes they things just happen that don't make any sense so i'm i'm glad i i just love how smart the show is i love the nuance in it like this so yeah such a perfect moment and and after this the battle's over. They freaking won. Yeah. And and Constantine actually shows up. Constantine shows up with including Canelith. Canelith. The hostages he took. Outhelm is one of them I think as well. Aldhelm? Yeah. And Uhtred's got like one important prisoner and it's his nephew. Uh, his nephew. Oh, and also uh, young Uhtred was one of the hostages taken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love this because Constantine still tries to like make a power move here. Yeah. He's like, I acknowledge you as the lord of this fortress. He's like, can we exchange prisoners? And he's like, is he still the man you captured, by the way, to Uhtred? And Uhtred's like, of course, we're not salvages. So I think he's asking, like, did you do anything to his genitals? Drop his balls? <laughs> did you pull a burrito? <laughs> he's like, six for one. That doesn't seem fair. Uh, 
I demand you swear to Scotland, he says, <laughs> which is such like a uh, Davy Crockett at the Alamo moment. Like, <laughs> like he has no right to, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I want you to surrender. <laughs> and Uhtred's just like, no. Um, no. And Constantine says, look, the lands are disputed and I will always claim them. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, it would be wise of you to accept an offer and it would be longer peace. He's like, just because we lost this battle, doesn't mean we lost a war. I have exactly. plenty of men. I've got plenty of plenty men. of angry plyometric Scots just yeah. waiting to sprint into you and run you off a cliff. Exactly. Exactly. Uhtred doesn't give in and and Constantine's sort of like, all right, well, I'll accept the offer six for one anyway, because um, he knows he doesn't have anything to stand on. And, and this is like Uhtred's first time acting as Lord of Bember right here. This yep, is yep. this is him deciding the, the, the terms after a battle and and people are looking at him and it's just so natural. And I, I, yep. and I love it. Well, they end there, too, and they say, let's uh, let's come to some terms then. And they mm-hmm. cut away. Now they cut to Edward and they see Constantine riding out and they just mean mug each other, which I love. I a love foreshadowing that maybe for the movie. I, I don't know. Don't know. That was sweet. That was sweet. But I love that too because it's just like, sure, we've come to like terms. You're done. You get to leave. But like, you were pushing me off a freaking cliff, dude. <laughs> Screw yeah. you. Yeah. But like, I still won. <laughs> and, and Constantine's like, I would have pushed you off that cliff, dude. Yeah. I love too. Like, Finn gives like a sort of like a sarcastic bow kind of thing too. Yeah. Um, as he's riding up, Edith and Ellsworth are also there. They ride in with. Edward too. We haven't given them enough credit. They rode to get Steora, and without them having gone to get Steora, that would have been a loss for Edward because they wouldn't have the reinforcements. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I I really like them this season here. Um, definitely, definitely more of Uhtred's story though. I would say this season, which which I'm glad of because this yeah. is, this is his arc that's ending here. So. Right we get a great moment i love to i love like how like finnan's being so like respectful of edward this whole time like he saves edward and then yeah. like and then like when edward strides in he's like he's the one that gets everyone's attention he's like king edward is here everyone shut yes. up and yeah he and, like, like bangs on the thing it was cool. yeah and i just love this edward's just oh. like like the you, your bravery is is amazing your, your penis looks nice. Everyone's going to yeah. remember you in the Chronicles. <laughs> they will sing your name. Like, just he just talks him up. He just talks Uhtred up. And yes. your heroism on the field of battle will live on in the songs and in the Chronicles. It was so satisfying. And they don't like, stop satisfying me there. No, they's like, like, I congratulate you on, on restoring your birthright. May these lands be held by your descendants for all eternity, baby. He says, he says, all eternity, baby, eternity, baby. And may the sons of your sons profit for generations. It's like bro moment here. Edward, this is satisfying. Uhtred's got it, baby. This was awesome. Then they cut to sort of Uhtred and gang sort of making their rounds, talking to people. Um, Uhtred, who has had like this sort of uh, thing with Edith all season, they talk to each mm. other. And they're definitely getting flirty eyed and she's she's doing the biting lip thing. And and he's like, why don't they're you already in? in the books? They're already sleeping with each other a lot. Yes. By the way. <laughs> yes. Um, and Uhtred's like, why don't you move in? Why don't you move in? And uh, Ellsworth over here is just like, sure. Get me a window. A window. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, I need I need a window suite, a seaside window suite. Yeah, seaside window suite, please. <laughs> sure. sure. It was just funny. Ailes was like, I didn't. Ailsworth brought a lot of comic relief this season. She was definitely comic. Relief. Interesting. And then we go to the like the most like I don't know how like anytime there's like an ensemble like a video game or movie. Yes. I love when they just show all the characters together, like Avengers or Mass mm-hmm. Effect or or things like that, where they just everyone goes. There's this awesome tracking shot of Edward just walking through. Mm the Bember courtyard here in the fortress. And, and he walks by Outham and Pure Leg. He walks by Finn and Citric, Kenleth. Um, we, we see Kenleth in um, Elfwin. Elfwin making out. Just making out. Just like, <laughs> just like there's no tomorrow. He hands the cup to Ethelstan. Like what a metaphor that is. You know, mm. he's literally passing the cup to him, which you know is going to happen someday. I, I just I just love this like tracking shot. It's so like calm and just everyone just feels like it's like now it just feels like you walked in on this. Yeah. I, I it's it's so perfect. It feels kind of like that the original Last Kingdom sort yeah. of style directing in a way too of um how Nick Murphy started with just you know just sort of like following people around um uh, with the hand would have been in that courtyard too. That same courtyard. Yeah. It was it was so cool. I, I I love that scene so much. Just when I was watching, I was like, "This is amazing." I was like, "This is just..." It was just a shot of him walking, but it's just that everyone's there. Like you can see, everyone is on set that day, and they're all there. Um, they're all reacting to him differently too. Like Stiora just mean mugs him as he walks by, and yeah. they just they just pan up to Utred and his son Utred um, up on the, the steps of their place um that's this is his ancestral home you know and it's just yep i i love to that it's going through edward here and i've i have loved edward this season i have freaking mm-hmm. loved him i've loved his portrayal i've loved how he's turned around he's he feels like a real king this yes. season maybe not always doing the things you want but he's always doing things that make sense and yeah contrary to last season contrary yeah. to last season just for just, sure he became his father's son really truly this season you know this like, is this is what i thought we were going to see after season three yeah. um and i i love it he goes up to utred and they talk and he's like we'll feast like brothers tonight yeah. for for what you've done for my family and utred's like yeah you're not gonna like what i have to say <sighs> So it, it kind of ruins the uh, the broness of this moment, but it's also like it's smart of Uhtred and it's not what Edward wants to hear. But basically, he said, Constantine has withdrawn his claim from these lands because I offered not to cede them to you. They're not part of your kingdom. We will still pay you homage. You can consider yourself overlord. But it will not be part of England in your lifetime. And he basically says to him, first of all, like Edward's like, well, everything we've given you, kind of right after he said everything you've given my family. And he's like, the House of Wessex is going to unite England eventually. But you've proven that you're not that man. You know, you've shown discord between the Saxon and Danes. It's a tough talk. Yeah. Tough things to say. yeah I mean, I don't know how I feel about this because what Utrecht is doing right here is literally what Edward has done to him, what Aylesworth has done to him, what Alfred yeah. has done to him, with what Ethelfled has done to him. Literally mm-hmm. all of them have done the same very sort of shit to him. They give him something and they're like, oh, but you have to swear to us. Or, right. 
or someone says the prisoner, you know, there's always, there was always something else. And Uchra's like, yeah, like, we're still going to be with you. Like we're, this is yeah. still relationship between us, but this isn't part of England. I was a little disappointed because I was like, man, like I wanted this moment to be like for England and, and stuff. Um, yeah. And but it was kind of shitty because like, here it is Edward giving him all these props and praise and yeah. And then all of a sudden he's just like, well, nah, kind of, kind of go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, but Uhtred, what, what Uhtred was really saying at the beginning of this conversation with Edward, he's like, I got to set up the movie. Um, <laughs> look, <laughs> we got to have this conversation to set up the movie uh, because basically I think it's going to come down to a lot of that in the movie and um, yeah. and that disputed land and Uhtred. Uh, I, I'm happy with it though, because I also didn't want Uhtred to end as like a pawn of Wessex again. I didn't want him to like get his throne rightfully and then still like kind of, you know, be a pawn of Wessex. You know no, what I yeah. mean? It's, it's kind of cool that it. this is his own thing. He's basically, and in the books, this is explained on more too, is not only is he the last seat, the last holdout for England to be everything, but he's also the barrier between Scotland in England. Right, right. So he's, he's, he's kind of surrounded by enemies, but he could be potentially surrounded by one other ally too, depending on which way he leans. So it's kind of another Saxon or Dane moment here. He's got going on with the Saxons and the Scots mm -hmm. now, but yep, um, it, it, it is cool. He is very like, he's independent. Like he's his own ruler in the books. And after being just a wanderer for so long and at one point being a slave and, you know, now here he is, he's, he's a Lord of like a really desirable place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's super desirable and it's just so satisfying. And he goes and takes, leaves Edward up there who looks pretty upset. He just goes out and says, Bember and everyone Bember. just loses their freaking mind, including me. I start. Clapping. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. It was amazing. And everybody's like putting their arms around each other. They're all yelling and it's very, uh, I mentioned to you, it felt very um, return of the Jedi like at the end where everyone's celebrating at the end of return of the Jedi style, like return of the Jedi is the perfect ending too. And it's the perfect ending. And it's like, that's how this kind of felt to me. Everybody, all the characters who we've been rooting for, for these five seasons are now all in the courtyard of Bebember celebrating together. Beautiful. I loved it. Um, there we go. And then we, like we said, we go to the end with um, his, the flashbacks and, we also do see him in Ethelstan training some more. And yeah, it was Ethelstan cool. Ends up beating him, and it was actually like a really like quick fight scene too. Like it was like really fast paced. Is what I mean. Like yeah. they're moving in yeah. this fight. And we learned from Harry Gilby that uh, Alexander Draymond had a broken hand during this. Too. I and I noticed when I was watching this, I was like, he's only using one hand on that sword. There, he's he's keeping the other one off. So I wonder yeah. if that was uh that yeah. was that was why there. You know, and it's cool that he beats him too because look, that's sort of like um, Anakin beating Obi Wan, uh, potentially because he taught him everything he knew. Uhtred taught Ethelstan like all the moves. Mm -hmm. Uhtred getting older, Ethelstan's coming into his prime. Like, yeah, maybe he would beat him in a one on one a little bit. Maybe not for real. I don't know. But Uhtred but is supposed to be getting older. That might have so, been that might have been like cool. the one fight he won out of like the the nine that <laughs> yeah. Uhtred won. You know what I mean? It could be. It could be. We also see Edward and Yadgifu, and they've had a baby, and we know it's got to be a boy, right? From that, got that strong, strong seed, strong seed. 
He's got we're getting this. By the way, the whole time this is happening, we're getting this one final dialogue from Uhtred. We also see Constantine planning, plotting, moving soldiers. I think closer to Bevenberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's awesome. setting up the movie here. Yeah, and and I wonder if was was all of this shot and planned when the show. Mm. I wondered a, this too. Was originally coming out, or was it after when they announced this is the last season? And they had thoughts like maybe we'll get to do another movie, maybe we'll get to do another season. Um, and then the fan reaction made them get something. And maybe the mm. studio or Netflix or whoever they were like, we can't do another season, but we'll give you a movie. You know what I mean? Because maybe. of this. I don't know. I, we, I have no idea. This is I don't know either. But I wonder that too. I wonder I if like no anything idea. had to be reshot, if anything was added written. on yeah added on so it's a, it's a great point and maybe we'll find that out eventually uh we also see in that montage Aylfords in a very nice prison cell yes again i feel bad for him and he also just kind of looks like he accepts it he's like well <sighs> i've been a victim of circumstance it sucks but i got screwed over by my grandpa and but a big important thing that we have got to talk about is hild is bringing somebody to bevenber oh yes i'm so glad we i completely meet, forgot to talk about this we meet Osbert. We meet Uhtred's third child who we've been wondering about for so long. Obviously, it's got to have a bigger part in the movie, right? Like, It's funny, too, because in the books, uh, and we, we've explained this in other episodes, too. Uhtred has three children in the books. Uhtred was his firstborn. Uh, when Uhtred actually became a priest in the books, Uhtred his father disowned him and he renamed himself. Eventually, you know, in the books, they do reconcile. I won't give you the fate of their relationship, uh, but they reconcile. Um, but he's still not Uhtred and he's not um, a warrior in any way or anything right. like he is in the show at times. Stiora, the daughter that, that is in the show is, and was married to Citriger. And then uh, Osbert, who was the youngest son, actually gets renamed to Uhtred right. after Uhtred, his firstborn, becomes a priest. He names his youngest right. son, Osper Uhtred. And he's awesome. And he's awesome. And he be, he's the one who becomes... He's like a mini Uhtred. <laughs> yeah, mini Uhtred. And he's like friends with Ethelstan, too. Yeah, um, right. And he is Christian, too, in uh, the books. So that is one, like, Uhtred's just like, ah, like, I'm the only pagan left around here. Yeah. Um, so it'll so, be interesting to see what happens but yeah, with this character. Hilda's bringing him in, and it's just like... Um, so is he going to be the heir to this? That's what's going to yeah. keep the Uhtred line going. Uh, you know. I love what he says too, by the way, he's like, he'll say something about like, he knows something about your ancestry or something. And Osbert's like, did he meet my father? And she just like, eh, you know, well. it's funny. She's like, we're taking to meet the Lord of Bember, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it seems as though he has no idea that Uhtred yeah. is his father and who, who that means. So there was a lot of secrecy to why this, the son was hidden away. And yeah. And also, I don't know what Uhtred's feelings toward him really are because he, I'm sure he placed some of the blame on this kid for killing Gisela. And even though it wasn't the kid's fault, you know, no. obviously, but, but I think that was his initial reaction. Remember, like mm-hmm. they were holding the baby. He just walked past the baby after he found out she died. So he did place some blame on the child, but we'll see what happens now. Um, it's going to be cool to see how this character develops. I'm excited. I wanted to mention one other thing um, about the books that I think is kind of funny hmm. 
is that um, in the books, Uhtred criticizes people who have long hair under their helmets because <laughs> he saw somebody get yanked off the horse with their long hair yeah. and get killed. When Uhtred's walking around with the helmet in this episode, in the last episode, I was just thinking that the whole time. I was like, book Uhtred would not like this right now with your hair just dangling down <laughs> as long as it is. Yeah, but that's where the show wraps. I mean, it, it, it wraps with that. And like we said, it ends with the flashbacks, just a, a pan out with him mm-hmm. on the ramparts of Bember. Just so satisfying. And that's why it's going to be really tough for both of us to answer this next question here, Colby. What was your oh. favorite moment? Oh, my favorite this- moment, hands down, is the oh, rain right. coming. As, as, to me, that's an easy one. I mean, there now there were a lot of amazing moments. And if I would, didn't pick this one, I might have picked the the charge, but the kneel, but this one, I got to pick the rain coming down just for everything it's meant. And then also the moment where we're standing off at the end, remembering everything. It was all amazing. That's what I, I, ha- I have no idea <laughs> what I should pick because I love, I, there were so many things that were, that were amazing. That's why this is an 11 out of 10 for yeah. me. I mean, we have. Constantine running out of the gates of Bember. We have mm. the the fight at the cliffs. We have Uhtred at speech. We have Uhtred leading the charge and in the battle itself. There were so many amazing beats. There's Uhtred saying so Odin is pick. with us. There's Uhtred killing Witgar. There's, I mean, there's so like the ending, like where you said your moment. I'd have to say the thing besides the battle. The battle was amazing. And I, I feel like I always pick battles when they're good yes. in my favorite moment, but I'm going to have to say just that I love that that panning shot of uh, the long tracking shot of Edward just walking cool. through crowd um, and then seeing Uhtred up on the steps above Edward now um, with his son Uhtred sort of like cool. showing like here here we go this is these are the important people in this spot but I just I just love seeing everyone together I love I just love that it was a tracking shot it wasn't any there wasn't any crazy action or anything but we just we get so much. Mm. If that was the only thing you saw this show, you could pick up on how characters feel. You could pick up on yeah. what was going on. Like it was just, to me, that was just an amazing scene. I love that. Absolutely. And then what would your bro moment be? Uh, I mean, really anything where Edwards is acknowledging Uhtred. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to pick. I mean, that's or just when Uhtred steps out and he's like Bevan Burr and everyone just loses their shit for him. I mean, like, yeah, that's like a community that's bro moment. The community bro moment. That's a good one. I like that's, that. And that's so t- I mean, like, we, there's a lot of little bro moments. I love pure yeah. like when he's like, how can I win you this day, Lord? You know, yes. like when he comes up to him, like when when Uhtred picks up Finn. Um, and then when when like like I said, Finn and like getting everyone ready for Edward and so many like little ones. But I'm, I'm going to have to just say um, just to pick one. I'm going to have to say Uhtred when he's like for for Bember when he's just Bevenbur and everyone yeah, cheers and, and it's just smiling and they're they're with here with him they're celebrating him they're not just celebrating the victory they're celebrating Uhtred who's been saying he's Uhtred of Bember since like the Battle of Effington man that's a great <laughs> yeah. one dude that's a great one you what's yours what's your bro I'm going to I'm going to pick Edward the first time he comes in and acknowledges Uhtred and says you know you're going to be remembered in the chronicles and the songs like that was it just there's there's Alfred speaking to him through that. There's so yes. much, yes, so much there with that. I'm gonna pick that one. Unfortunately, it's a little tainted because Utrodo does later. I know, but, but right. he still gives him that recognition. 
Had to set the movie up, right? Had to set the movie up. Had to set the movie so, up. Again, it was really hard to pick that one because there's so many amazing moments in this episode. This, you know, I got to get away from season five a little bit. I think it's going to take time, but this episode might, you know, be among my all-time favorites. That's how. Oh, this is hands down one of my favorite episodes, you know, I mean, of The Last Kingdom. And that's what an ending, an ending can do, right? It can make or break a show. And for me, yeah, um, I was a little concerned here and there throughout the season. I was nervous. I was nervous. Um, but I think, you know, especially after getting the final product i did now going back through it like i liked more things more now than i even yeah. did the first even the things i liked the first time around i, I like them more. even more now because like like i like i know that i have that perfect like star wars episode six ending i have that perfect yeah. lord of the rings you know uh return of the king ending like it's just to me this is it was perfect you know i it mean like wrapped up our favorite show we can't we can't also can't express how sad we are that, that the, the show is done. Yeah, it, it's sad, but it wrapped it up almost as perfect as it could be just with a little bow. And it's just the show will always be. Will be that, you know what I mean? And that's something amazing about that. Like all good things need to come to an end, I think, like Breaking Bad. I'm glad it only stayed five seasons because it could have kept going and going. But it was amazing. Five seasons. The Last Kingdom. Obviously, I love more Last Kingdom, but sometimes cutting it off and keeping something so so right, you yeah. know, yeah. This is going to be our last Last Kingdom episode talk. It's so sad. Our last recap. Obviously, we're going to talk about the movie when it comes out. Of course, we've got Arsling Awards. We've got interviews with the cast, but this is our last yeah. episode review recast spoiler discussion damn like this is it's hitting me right now it's hitting me right now i didn't even think about it till right now dude oh, <laughs> i man. really didn't so uh, i mean this is this is why we started the podcast is yeah. to talk star wars and last kingdom to stay and in touch and talk about star wars and the last kingdom and we've been and, so lucky to get to talk with many of you and and continue to along the way so thank you all who have reached out to us and uh, we we hope the con- you know, to continue this last kingdom conversation, let the show live on for a long time. <sighs> but I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm a little emotional right now. Just thinking Me about, too. but, but Me I too. mean, thank you. Uh, thank you fans uh, and everyone for, for, for engaging with us. And yeah. this is, this is what we wanted yeah. to accomplish with what we want to do with the show. We wanted to be part of the community. We wanted to build more of the community around the show that we wanted the stories behind the story that we yeah. love too. Yeah, you know? we just this is our favorite show, and we we um, I would say when when we started watching it back in season three, it was still something really under the radar. I mean, like there mm-hmm. was like barely anything on YouTube for it. There was barely mm-hmm. anything. Uh, like w- if you talk to someone else and like, oh, I like The Last Kingdom, like what's that? And and everyone like so. I mean, I just I really feel like I just I I love what we've done, and I love me too being a part of that. And and I'm excited yeah. to continue because guess what? Even though the episodes are done, we're not going to be done. We've got a lot more things to do for The Last Kingdom. You know, we just talked to uh, Aston, and, and he's just like he said, this this is going to keep growing. The Last Kingdom fan base and, and, and the love for the show is going to continue to grow for years to come. So we want to be there for all that. 
Well, thanks for everyone for listening, supporting us, and uh, it, it, uh, leave your comments down below. What was your favorite bro moment? What was your favorite moment? Are you happy with how the season ended? And what do you think about the ending? Yeah. Let us know what you think. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, and thank you so much, everyone, for thank you so the support. Much. Thank you so much. And like we always say, like we always say goodbye. Goodbye. And one last destiny is all. Destiny is all.